It has been a fascinating and entertaining MLB offseason and hot stove time of year as both here locally, Chicago Cubs and White Sox are in the middle of a bunch of different moves and acquisitions for the good and for the bad. But we have to break it all down right here on the Sports Cubicle. I'm your host, Mike Mercado, the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Single, and Paul Shabari throughout the entire show. And I mean, it's been one of these off seasons in baseball that makes baseball offseason so fun that makes the transaction lifestyle of baseball so fun and we've seen Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Jacob DeGrom, uh, Brandon Nemo, Wilson Contreras and so many others find either new homes, new deals, staying put but either way it is going to be a new look in Major League Baseball for a lot of different organizations especially here in Chicago you know Jose Abreu is gone we're going to see if the White Sox decide to move any of their assets, any of their young talents, any of their bullpen or starting pitching to try to rebuild while competing. But speaking of building and competing, we're going to focus a little bit on the north side and what the Chicago Cubs have been doing because they have made some interesting moves. They have lost some interesting players, but here we are. And I want to give credit to the Cubs insider on CubsInsider.com for this article this is the rundown Cubs signed Bellinger and Tyone Hoyer not done yet judge signs record deal with Yankees hot stove on fire so check out this article by Michael Cantor the Cubs finally struck in free agency last night adding a center fielder and a starting pitcher it's exciting news on the surface but stopping there would mean Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins would fail to meet last year's big acquisitions of Wade Miley Marcus Stroman Drew Smiley, and Seiya Suzuki. Now, stopping there for just a second, those were nice moves. I don't know if I would call them big acquisitions. I would actually say, like, Seiya was a big one. And I think Marcus Stroman, Drew Smiley, and Wade Miley were nice moves to make your pitching rotation a professional pitching rotation, right? But I wouldn't say that it was a big offseason. You know, what the Padres are doing is a big offseason. What the Yankees do, what the Phillies do, are a big offseason. So I think that's just me interpreting that. But we continue on with this article. In fact, Miley and or Smiley might be a nice addition to a rotation that now includes Strowman, Justin Steele, Adrian Sampson, Kyle Hendricks, and the new acquisition, Jamison Tyone. And this is where it gets kind of fascinating if we just stick right here to the Tyone deal, which he signed a four-year, $68 million deal that was finalized just after 2 a.m. local time, a move that in this article is mentioned was bashed by some Cub fans of being overpaid. That's the going rate for pitching this year, though. And Tyone signed for a market price. And we just saw that Kadoya Kadai Senga, the Japanese phenom, is signing a, a deal with the Mets and... You know, that's just where the market is. And we're going to stay there for a second, right? What the Cubs got in this signing, Tyone. I think now the Cubs have a bunch of two, threes, fours, and fives, right? Like they have a couple twos, they have a couple threes, and maybe a four. They're a strong rotation on paper in December of, this, of December 12, uh, 11, 2022, right? Like we could say that, but I don't think it's, you should stop there. Like, if you're able to keep bolstering your starting rotation and your bullpen, you have to do it. And if you look at how the, the Cubs are doing this, if you look at how Carter Hawkins and Jed Hoyer, you know, Hawkins coming from the, the Cleveland organization, they're, they're going to do this pitching lap. 
that they're going to have a bunch of studs and a bunch of reclamation projects to come in here, and they're going to try to get the best out of them, try to flip them or have them part of the contenders. But speaking of a reclamation project, the Cubs also landed former MVP and Rookie of the Year Cody Bellinger, another roof that some rip and others praise. Bellinger will get $12.5 million with a $5 million buyout on a mutual option, giving Chicago excellent flexibility on and off the field since Bellinger can also play first base and DH. The 27-year-old is eligible for a qualifying offer, too, or he could agree to a mid-season extension. The sky is the limit with Bellinger. However, but at the very least, Hoyer paid $17.5 million to possibly add compensatory pick in 2024. And, you know, MLB Network put this out after uh, this tweet out. After six seasons with the Dodgers, Cody Bellinger is reportedly headed to Chicago to join the Cubs. 2017 NL Rookie of the Year. 2019 NL MVP. Two-time All-Star, Gold Glove winner, Silver Slugger winner, 2020 World Series champion. So you're looking at this outfield now, and let's say Bellinger is your starting center fielder for opening day at Wrigley Field in the 2023 season. Ian Happ, Say Suzuki, and Cody Bellinger is a filthy, a nasty, a top-tier Gold Glove winning outfield on all positions. They, you all of a sudden became a defensive team. And then you start looking at what's going on on the infield, where there's a good chance this team, the way they're setting up their pitching rotation, guys that hit to contact, bad contact, but contact nonetheless, that they have to be looking to make sure that their defense is as stout as it possibly can be. Which is why I think for a lot of Cub fans, the Carlos Correa signing is such a big one. Or getting any one of these big shortstops that you could get your hands on and hope that they are able to elevate your defense. And I think for the Cubs, if you're not able to get a Carlos Correa, I think for a lot of people, the Dansby Swanson signing is a big one as well. Because if you're at that point where you have Nico Horner at second base, and you're able to find your shortstop, and then you're building around third and first with these young kids, and going defensively at catcher, because we see that Wilson Contreras is now gone to Houston. I think the Cubs are very much in the mode of, we want our catcher to be a defensive-minded guy, be able to control this pitching staff, help develop this pitching staff. I am so proud of Wilson Contreras, and we can talk about this now because this is kind of how it all comes together. And if they don't sign one of the top shortstops or they don't continue to bring in talent, losing a Wilson Contreras is going to hurt. But if you're able to redefine and revamp your defense, your, your, the middle of your infield and your outfield and your pitching rotation is a stellar one, having a defensive-minded catcher is going to help this team a lot. Having a catcher that's going to be able to be a pitching manager is going to help out a lot. For the Astros, you saw them win a World Series like that. You've seen a lot of teams find the catcher that's just there for the defense, for helping out the pitching. But now the Astros found themselves a top-tier hitting catcher. I don't think the Cubs value that right now. I think that's a luxury for a lot of teams. So I'm proud that Wilson got paid. I'm proud that Wilson is going to make a lot of money with the Cardinals. It just sucks that it's the Cardinals. 
But if you look at what the Astros did, you look at what any of these teams do, their catcher is there to help their pitching rotation, is there to make defensive stops, is there to make sure that the ship stays steady. And Wilson did a lot of that, but he was a bat. And I think for a lot of people, it's more not the objectiveness of it, that this was probably the right move to make, that it was a move we know was going to be made for a long time. But seeing that 2016 Cubs team really just be dismantled and all over Major League Baseball now, making impact in a lot of different cities and organizations in, in baseball right now. But yeah, as a Cub fan, I'm, I'm bummed. I'm sad that Wilson Contreras is gone. But if you get the right players in, if Carter Hawkins, if Jed Hoyer, if more important, the Ricketts family are allowing these two men to go out there and scout properly and evaluate and then sign the right guys, then it's a move that had to be made. I just don't want to hear, and this has been my frustration the whole time, is that it's about money. If you're telling me it's because of strategy, because of roster construction, okay, I'll give you the pass. I'll give you that. But if you're telling me it's because you couldn't afford Wilson Contreras or that it was too expensive, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for this organization to play poor. I don't need you to act like the Phillies or the Yankees, but you better not be acting like a, a basement dweller. And luckily, they've been making some moves. Continue doing that. Because you sure as hell aren't lowering your beer or ticket prices at Wrigleyville in your cathedral of Wrigley Field. So we're going to be keeping up to this story as of this recording. No Carlos Correa and, and no Swanson. So we'll see if anything happens. We'll break into this segment with it and you'll hear the editing of it. But otherwise, the Chicago Cubs find themselves with two new players as they sign. Jamison Tyone and Cody Bellinger. Waiting to see what happens now that Wilson Contreras is a St. Louis Cardinals. Where where Carlos Correa go? Aaron Judge is now a, or still, a New York Yankee after all that craziness with John Heyman of him supposedly having a deal with the San Francisco Giants. But Jacob DeGrom, a new home in Texas. Justin Verlander ends up with the Mets. Paul's going to be talking about all that. But we want to know your thoughts. Tyone Bellinger. New Chicago Cubs. Let us know your thoughts. We're on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV at Couch Sports Talk. I'm on Twitter at Mike and Media. Instagram, Mike Mercado Media. Check out WCPT SoundCloud if you missed any one of our episodes of the Sports Cubicle. Or if you want to check out the segment, check us out or the and the video version at that matter on youtube.com slash Mercado Airwaves Network. Leave a comment down below and wherever you get your favorite podcast at Mercado Airwaves Network. We got a lot left here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. It's Devin Tingle. It's Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado.